Welcome to Sacred Space, the podcast. I am Tanika, your host, and this is a space for you to tune in and become educated, evolved, and expanded on all things generational healing, personal development, and spirituality. This is a space where I'll get beautiful, like-minded guests on to speak into their stories and their wisdom, as well as hearing mine. So take a big, deep breath into your belly, get anchored, get grounded, and let's get into this week's episode. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to a little bonus episode that has landed in your ears a little bit unannounced. I was not planning on doing a bonus episode, but once we get into this episode, you will realize sort of why it has come up for me. And just, it's really a heartfelt share. This um, very vulnerable as I speak into the like beautiful relationship that I have with my partner and how much his masculine holding has allowed me to grow and evolve on my healing journey. But I also speak into body image and my journey with disordered eating and my journey with self-confidence. And I don't know, this kind of just came through and I just listened to that little intuitive nudge and I thought I'll just pop this up as a bonus episode. It's very vulnerable. And I am also just going to let you know that there is a like this is a trigger warning because I do speak into disordered eating, body dysmorphia, anorexia binge eating, depression, anxiety. So there's actually like quite a bit of triggering topics that I do speak into. So I just want to share with you that if you are in a space where this may trigger you, maybe it's not the right episode for you. Um, But I am just sharing this journey and my journey to empower you to understand that if you are in a space of the depths of facing a really harsh reality with yourself and feeling like you have a really poor relationship with yourself and you're really not in that element of self-love that I have been in the depths of that as well and I just am sharing this from a very like empowered space to to allow you to realize that there is a way out of it there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you don't need to be stuck in the cycles and behaviors that you feel like you can't escape so just know that this is a trigger warning. It is a very triggering topic and it's a very vulnerable share for me to jump on here with. And like I said at the end of the episode, if you do listen to this and you resonate in any way, I would love to hear from you. I do understand that comparisonitis and eating disorders and not feeling confident, not feeling good in self can be, you know, something that a lot of women journey through. So, Sending you so much love as you listen to this and just remembering that if you know you're not in a good mental space right now, then please don't listen to this. I've got plenty of other episodes that don't have trigger warnings because they're really lighthearted and it's just educational. But yeah, this is a really big share from my heart and I hope that you um, enjoy. Love you. Oh, I do also want to add my dog is snoring and I do preface it, but like... (laughs) FYI, it's my dog snoring. And then secondly, I said DM. I said at the beginning of the episode, I say DM a lot, but I'm meaning deep and meaningful, but we get there, okay? <laughs> we get there. Hello, beautiful souls. So this podcast episode is just going to be a little bit different to what you're probably used to. Um, well, I mean, I'm saying that and then it's just, let's just see how it goes. But I just wanted to have like a late night chat. So it's 7.30, which is, you know, it's late. It's late for me. I'm usually in bed. Well, I am been, I'm actually in bed right now. Um, so I'm in bed. I'm in a bit of a mood where I just feel like having a DNM. And I thought, why not just record a podcast episode from bed? Like, why not? There goes my phone because I'm not even prepared. I don't even have it on silent. <laughs> but I felt 
called to just speak into my a little bit about my past and my story and a little bit about I, I guess like a vulnerable share of who I am why I'm where I am and yeah just like a bit of the human side of me I guess not so much the like educational side oh my gosh you guys know I can't record a podcast episode without my pets completely ruining it um my dogs are snoring next to me and I was like you know they probably won't be able to hear that my cat just came in and just clawed up the blinds so I'm probably gonna have to let him out before he scratches a hole in them because I definitely don't want that even though my partner makes blinds it would be very annoying to have to replace them so one second as I was saying I just felt like having a bit of a vulnerable share I guess I'm just gonna kind of like explain what's going on right now in my life so if you weren't already aware my partner Jai and I have been together for about nine years so pretty long time um and we have had like we have a very beautiful relationship and he is my best friend and we haven't really ever had much time apart before so the longest since our relationship matured obviously like being together for so long you go through a million different phases of each other a million different um versions of each other and really since our relationship matured in the past probably four years um we haven't had much time apart at all and it's not from a place of being so like codependent on each other it's just from a place of we both just deeply love each other so fucking much that like we are best friends it's a very special connection that we have of like very much best friends doing life together and it's it's really special and right now he's actually overseas um on a business trip and I am home alone and this has been a really big thing for me being alone but what is really big about this is that he's gone for like 10 days so this is my third night without him and I guess that's why I'm feeling like I'm in the mood for a DM because I'm used to DMing with him. Um, I mean, DNMing. Oh my God. Did I say DM at the start as well? <laughs> I meant deep and meaningful DNM. See, I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess because I've been very much in my own mind and I'm very much recognizing things within myself that I guess I can't see when he's here holding that safety for me. I really felt like just having a conversation and a bit of a vulnerable share about who I am and just, I don't know, just like whatever the fuck comes up. I'm just, I'm here to talk about it. Like, I just want to be vulnerable with you guys. So yeah, with Jai being gone, it has been bringing up for me quite a bit of actually anxiety and quite a bit of fear, if I'm honest. And these are feelings I don't feel anymore. These are, I mean, like everyone feels them, but they're feelings that I don't usually feel too present in my body because I'm always in a space of like deep connection with myself. I'm always just feeling super fulfilled. And even when I'm having lulls of energy, I feel like I'm not in a space of fear or anxiety as much anymore. But what I've realized with Jai gone is the safety in his divine masculine holding that he holds me in and allows me to be that beautiful feminine flowy carefree person that I am <laughs> like you know allows me to really express that divine feminine part of me it 
has really shown me how much, yeah, he holds that safety for me, but how I'm maybe not feeling that safety actually truly in myself. So this isn't coming from a place of like, I don't love myself. This isn't coming from a place of, I don't feel worthy. It's nothing like that. It's like this whole new layer of, holy fuck, I am so fucking appreciative that he makes me feel so safe, but I should be feeling that in myself anyway. And where is this fear coming from? Where is this anxiety coming from? And something that came through for me in the reflection process, and I mean, we're only like night three, guys, like I still have like another week to go. So I just, I'm actually quite intrigued to see how I will be by the end of this. Um, it's, I feel like it's very big, oh my gosh, it's very much, I feel like I always very big much, very it's, it's a bigness of integration and of just like recognizing more of myself. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of realized like Jai has been with me my whole healing journey. Like he knows me prior to doing any healing work when I was a wounded, anxious, little fucking whoever, <laughs> little girl. And like sending so much compassion to that version of myself. I'm not putting that version of myself down. I just mean like... He loved me unconditionally in that space. And then he also has been with me my entire healing journey and watched me evolve and watched me grow and has held me in every level of myself. And so it's really interesting that without his presence, there's aspects of that version of myself coming back up to be healed. That's really what I'm trying to get to here is like there's parts. I hope you can't hear my pug snoring, by the way, JJ. He is a very loud snorer (laughs) and I just realized I'm like wait I'm recording an episode and you can probably hear him and it probably sounds like like farting or something (laughs) it's just my pug okay (laughs) um but yeah it's really brought up for me how there's still parts of that past version of myself that are here to that are coming up to be healed the fear and the anxiety that's been coming up and another part of this is it's showing me a deeper appreciation for Jai of how divinely he holds the masculine. I'm trying to like word this in like a really like tangible way, but like he is very much in his divine masculine. I think more than I realized he was. I think I haven't been giving him enough credit for how much he actually holds me from that space of his like sacred masculine to allow me to express my sacred feminine. Anyway, enough of our soppy little love story. I could go on about it forever, just obsessed. But let's, <laughs> when you're just so self-obsessed, is that called narcissism? I'm kidding. It's not self-obsession. It's just, I feel so proud that we've been able to create such a beautiful relationship together. Um, anyway, ignore me being funny. That's probably not even that funny. <laughs> I really want to speak about body image and just like self-confidence and just like have a bit of a vulnerable share about my journey there because I actually didn't realize how much I kind of haven't shared about my past and just like my relationship with food and my relationship with my body and I really recognize like a lot of people come to me and they they say like Tanika you're you know if I ask say I'll do like a little bit of a quiz on my friends or just like people in my life and I'll be like what do you think I'm like on social media do you think I'm the same as in person blah 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 and people always use the word confident you're so confident or you're so passionate or you you're really just like embodied and just like really yeah like confident is like the word that always comes when people are describing who I am and I fucking love that like I love that people 
see me and they're like, oh my God, she's confident. But I also want to wind it back a little bit and have a little chat about where I've actually been to get to this space. I, from the age of about 14, 15, really, really struggled with my relationship with food. And I feel like this is a conversation that a lot of women and men, but you know, I'm really in like the world of of women's health and I feel like a lot of women have this story of having some sort of disordered eating or some sort of poor relationship with food. And so when I was about 14 to 15, I started drinking. And if you know, you know, I'm pretty sure these things are illegal as fuck now. I'm not quite sure, but like I haven't seen them. But Skinny Me Tea, like that brand, Skinny Me Tea. And there's so many brands that do like the Skinny Me tea and the point of it is like you drink this tea you drink like a morning one and then you drink a night one but the catch is you're supposed to drink the night one like every three nights or something and then the night one's kind of like supposed to work overnight and then you wake up and you're supposed to just like go to the bathroom and it helps you to lose weight and all the things and I do just want to add like growing up I was not overweight at all. I had hit puberty, of course, like a normal young girl, had a little bit of extra weight on me. It was nothing to be worried about. When I look back at photos, I'm like, girl, you were fucking fine. But I did remember copying some projections from insecure people in my life who would just sort of be like, like, I just remember specific things when, you know, my family was a little bit like, differently conditioned like they were just conditioned I guess and at school I was I was comparing myself from like the age of 10 to other girls like why are my thighs bigger or why is my belly bigger or why are my boobs bigger or just like whatever the story was I just remember always being really trapped in that comparison um frequency and that's okay like I send compassion to that to that young girl I was so little I was so young I didn't know any better. It was what I was shown and it was what was normalized in my life. So I jumped on the skinny me tea train because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel good. And, you know, like I actually was like actually a normal healthy weight. Like it's ridiculous, but I'm pretty sure. So I got my first job when I was 14 and I'm pretty sure like my mom didn't buy me the skinny me tea. I'm pretty sure I like got my job and paid for them myself. So (laughs) isn't that just silly? Like gets a job and literally buys fucking like $60 tea. (laughs) Okay, queen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Get your priorities straight. Anyway, (laughs) I remember drinking it all the time. And from starting that tea, I got really self-obsessed with like my body image and what I was looking like. Like I can remember every morning getting up and looking in the mirror, checking if I'd lost any more weight. I was literally too small. Like I got to a point where I was like too small for my clothes and I was still like, got to lose more very strong body dysmorphia um yeah like just hectic body dysmorphia where you like literally think you're like huge and you're tiny but my point of bringing up the skinny me tea is you're supposed to drink the night one every three nights I was drinking it every night and I was even like double dosing it which is severely unhealthy it is really bad for you to do this because I mean, the tea in general is just fucked, but it's not good for you to do it because when you 
are doing that every single night, it's practically just a laxative. Like they just promote it to be some sort of like skinny me, whatever, but it's actually just like natural laxatives in a fucking tea bag and it's just rooting your body. So I was, yeah, drinking them every single night, if not having two. And I can still remember I was always on the toilet. I was so sick all the time because I was like, they make you really sick. It's literally a laxative effect. And I can remember like waking up so early in the morning and just sitting on the toilet and just being like, this is the worst feeling of my life, but it's worth it. So I'm skinny. And just all those silly stories that were coming up. And, you know, I was drinking these, I was doing this and I was still just not feeling enough. It was more, it was like that sense of, but how can I lose more weight? But how can I searching outside of myself for a feeling that I was never going to feel from the experience I was choosing. And I also want to add, like, I was so young. I was such a young girl and your hormones are still developing. Your brain is still developing. Like, oh my gosh, I just send so much love and compassion back to this version of myself. But it got to a point where not only was I drinking these teas, but I was not eating. So I was cutting back my food to the point where I was eating like a handful of almonds and like a lettuce leaf a day. Like I'm not even exaggerating. It was so ridiculously unhealthy. I actually don't even know how I was like functioning. Um, and it got, you know, my mental health was really horrible. And as I've spoken into a little bit, I haven't gone into depth, but I used to be someone who had really fucking hectic anxiety. And in turn, you know, I had this anxiety. I had mental health things going on. I was dealing with depression at a young age, severe body dysmorphia, and now anorexia because I'm literally not eating. Um, It got to a point where I didn't even know what veganism was like back then when I was that young, but I was vegan because I was not eating meat because I had too many carbs, not eating bread. It was just this whole thing. And it got to a point where we were in the shopping center one time and I like fainted. I fainted in the shopping center. Everything went white and I fell over and I just remember getting home and mum was obviously aware, like I'd lost a lot of weight and stuff, but I was also lying. I was lying a lot. Like I was pretending to eat or I was like, I can't fully remember, but like, I just remember always not like she would give me dinner or like throw it out the window or something. Do you know what I mean? Like so stupid. And I remember like just specifically this memory of like laying in bed and mum walked in with like a a plate and it had just like meat and vegetables on it and she was like I'm watching you eat this and I ate like that meal and it kind of hit me like holy fuck what are you doing with yourself like why are you doing this and from there I began to heal my what I thought heal my journey heal my relationship with food I began implementing food in again and just like beginning to work on myself a little bit and do you know it would have probably been like a year later I think that I met Jai or not even (laughs) so that's kind of funny but so Jai and I got together and I was like just before I turned 16 so yeah it was kind of like I dealt with all this and then I kind of got through the the really hard part of it and then I started smoking actually I was a 
cigarette smoker for like seven or six years which is also a very random fact about me that's very vulnerable for me to share um which I'm not anymore by the way like no way don't judge anyone that does but also I kind of like swapped one addiction for the other do you know what I mean uh, anyway, this isn't about Jai, this isn't about smoking, this is about my relationship with food, but smoking does come into it because I would then smoke cigarettes instead of eating because it would suppress my appetite and then I was in a space of still being able to maintain a smaller body type and not have to worry so much about like the food, if that makes sense. Like, it was kind of like it would give me a little bit more freedom to eat and I would just like eat whatever and I also want to note like I went from eating like a handful of almonds a day and a lettuce piece of lettuce to not doing the skinny meaty and to eating complete fucking junk food it was so like I had no self-love so it was either meant it was like manifesting in different ways so the way that I was then choosing was to eat junk food because like I didn't care about my nutrition I was never doing the skinny me tea because I actually cared about my body I was doing it to look a certain way or to be a certain way right so I feel like well I know that that's why I then started eating really shit food and I was just in a really like low frequency with food and never feeling good always trying to fill the void with something never feeling like just good in general I just had no love for myself I had no worth and I can say that like wholeheartedly that version of myself like I hated myself and it's so sad to say that I have been in a space where I just hated myself but I, I, I truly was anyway over the years of course it's like um, I want to like skip forward I'm not sure how long it was skip forward to where I started gaining weight so I this was probably like oh it would have been about when I was 18 yes okay when I was 18 and then I put on a whole lot of weight and I'm not talking like fucking overweight at all I was literally a size like 12 right but I'd put on more like put on weight and was a bigger body type than what I was used to and I remember feeling so disgusting again and it was all these feelings came up again and I realized like, oh my gosh, you've put on weight. You're not maintaining the skinniness, blah, blah, blah. Because even though I had this like severe body dysmorphia, it was almost like I suppressed it through partying. I suppressed it through whatever it was. I suppressed it through. And then at the age of 18, it kind of like threw back in my face of like, oh, hold on. You've let yourself go. And this is when I went vegan. So I convinced myself that I was like allergic to all this like food and I started eating vegan and I'm not against vegans like you do you boo this is like my own journey but I just know that I used it as an excuse to have control over what I was eating again because I'd clearly lost control by putting on weight and the only way that I knew how to maintain a healthy weight was by being in control and previously that looked like skinny me tea and this time it looked like going vegan so that I couldn't eat you know again the I also was gluten-free so I wasn't eating bread I wasn't eating meat I wasn't eating all these things and 
I made it look like to the outside world that I was like healthy and I was vegan, but actually on the inside, I was really battling self-worth, self-love and really feeling unfulfilled in who the fuck I was. I also want to add, I had this strange fear of being healthy. So like I had this strange fear in the, the gap of me being like 15 to 18 of being healthy, which is why I ate junk food. It was like I had convinced myself if I start eating healthy again, I'm not going to be able to control myself and I'm going to go back to like a handful of almonds and a piece of lettuce a day. So that was why I kind of switched completely and went to only eating McDonald's and like just gross food, which I can so see was from a wounded space because I just am not attracted to that food now that I'm in like a healthier version of myself. But yeah, so I was then, let's go back to when I was 18 and from 18 to like, I think I was like 21 when I was vegan still. Yeah, like 18 to 21. Let's just like do that sort of like time frame. Clearly, I'm not like completely connected to what ages I was, but I was vegan and I did this for numerous reasons. Like I said, um, it was like a fitting in thing so that people would see me as something. And it was really just maintaining a concept of self. It was really trying to look a certain way because I was feeling the opposite on the inside. And I guess like also the reason I'm like sharing this vulnerably to you all is because it's really come to my attention recently how much this is something that women work through. And I know for me, I was so blinded by my own lies that I didn't see how fucked it was. But if I had probably heard a podcast episode like this and like heard the patterning, it would make me think, holy fuck, is that me? And so that's kind of just why I'm recording this, because I just hope that it brings light to someone who might be in a space of complete in denial from self-dishonesty. And yeah, anyway, I obviously like stopped being vegan and then started re-implementing food back into my diet. So I was red meat, dairy free and gluten free for five years. So I think until I was from like 18 till 19, 20. 21, 22, to like 22. I'm 24 now. And then I think I was like, yeah, vegan from like 18 to 21. I'm like, I could be wrong, something like that. And then I got to the age of 22 and I just realized, Tanika, what in the fuckery are you doing? You need to love yourself. Like you need to work on self-love. And it's really interesting because self-love has been a really big journey for me and I've spoken about this previously on the podcast how like learning how to love myself has been really big and learning how to feel worthy blah blah blah. but I've actually just come to this space where I'm like I actually love me like I love myself I love my body I love my life I feel completely fulfilled and satisfied and I know that can sound triggering when you're not in a space of self-love it could be like okay narcissist okay whatever but like this is actually the space that I desire every single woman to get to. Like, this is why I'm creating the impact I am, because I want every woman to understand that you can come from wherever the fuck you want to come from or wherever the fuck you did come from. And you still have a chance. Like you still can actually break free from the conditioning. You can break free from your own self dishonesty. You can break free from it all. And you actually can be the most confident and healthy fun fulfilled version of yourself like I am actually living proof of that um I also just want to preface when I was 22 is when 
I quit smoking, I think. Yes. So when I was 22, it's like, I don't know what hit me, but something just came over me like a shit ton of bricks and was like, Tanika, get like, you're about to open up a holistic healing business. You're smoking. That's disgusting. Stop. Once again, I'm not judging. I'm just like saying for myself, like I was doing it from a space of like trying to not feel my emotions and whatever. So I quit smoking and I wasn't like a very heavy smoker by the end of it either. I was only having like one or two a day. So it was pretty easy for me to quit, but yeah, stopped that, stopped being vegan and just was like, who am I? <laughs> like, who the fuck am I? And that's really where, like, I reckon my self-love journey really began. So even though I've been healing for, like, on my healing path since I was 19, um, I very much feel like my self-love journey started, like, yeah, two and a bit years ago when I, when I really stepped into this understanding of where my relationship actually was with myself and deconditioning myself from all of the like judgment of self all of the lies I told myself all of the control and like once again I've spoken into how my natural state of being can be quite masculine and it's really interesting because controlling what I was trying to eat was like is like control is just masculine like I was just like in overdrive anyway I didn't even know where this podcast episode is going, but (laughs) I just wanted to like share that journey of like my journey with food. I feel like I could go so much more into depth with it, I guess, but like, I just, I'm not going to because like, it'll just be like such a long episode, but yeah. So just to like really recap that, like I abused skinny me tea. I messed up my body from that. And then I had a fear of being healthy. So I went the complete opposite direction. And then I went vegan to, again, control my body image. And now I feel like I'm really in a space of actually genuinely loving myself. I'm Now I definitely eat intuitively. So I very much listen to my body. I eat with my cycle, which hand in hand goes with like intuitive eating. I feel like my body always craves what it actually needs during each phase of my cycle, which is absolutely perfect. And most women would like find that that's how your body would usually work um I also didn't mention but I will when I was from the ages of like when I was eating like junk food and stuff like from 15 to um 18 I actually also then struggled with binge eating so I went like the complete opposite direction and it's really funny it's like I would binge eat because I actually felt really empty inside which is just kind of what usually is the, I'm not actually, I don't want to like go into this because it's a very triggering topic. I don't want to like, sorry, I don't want to stereotype because it's a very triggering topic, but a lot of the time you're trying to feel like a void or you're trying to like do something like that with food. So yeah, I did have like the binge eating, which is like how I then put on the weight, just like FYI, I forgot to mention that bit. But Yeah, I just, I'm really proud of myself and the path that I've now taken with food. And I very much see how much I used to use food as an emotional suppressant, an emotional, just, I would, I would emotionally eat or I would emotionally not eat. And now I just really recognize how healthy my relationship is with food. And I can tell when I'm going to eat for the wrong reasons. And I very much just ask myself, do I want to eat right now? Like, is this true for me right now? Or am I trying to suppress something? And, you know, 
sometimes if the binge eating thing tries to come up, because it's always going to be something like, well, I believe it's probably always going to be something that I have to kind of like keep my eyes on if just like my eating patterns. But I always just ask myself, like, is this true for me or am I trying to hide something from myself or how are you feeling? But I do feel like with my morning practices and just like my daily rituals, um, because like every day I'm doing like my morning ritual, I do like a midday ritual and then I usually do an evening some sort of ritual it's when I when I say this I'm not meaning like I take hours out of every day to like sit with myself but some days I do but a lot of the time it's like half an hour of the morning usually about an hour in the middle of the day and that's just like the freedom that I have in like working for myself and stuff and then of the afternoon I'll usually sit out on the earth for a while and just be in reflection but of course I'm not perfect like I can't do this every single day but I feel like the presence that I have with myself and like the consciousness I have within myself, I really can see when things are coming up for me and I can recognize quicker if patterns try to play out with food. But yeah, anyway, that was like a pretty fucking vulnerable share. Just dropping on you that I have dealt with that. But I hope that this story and just like me being vulnerable allows you to feel seen and I just want you to know like if this conversation has actually helped you please message me like I would love to have a chat and just say hello (laughs) and just like you know just let me know if this like helped you and stuff because I just I share this from a space of wanting to empower you that you can also shift through if you related to any versions of me that I spoke to through this episode I also just want to say, like, it's only day three of Jai not being here. So if this is what's come up for me, like if, (laughs) like I said, I've had like a bit of fear and anxiety coming up from like that version of who I was. Like, oh my gosh, this just feels like such a healing time. (laughs) So I'm like, anyway, thank you for listening to my late night DNM. It's 7.55. So (laughs) we love that. But yeah I don't know I think I'm just gonna even upload this as like a bonus episode because it's just fucking random and like you listen you listen you don't listen you don't listen (laughs) I don't mind I just felt called to be a little vulnerable and share these parts of my journey love you so much thank you for tuning in and listening to my podcast I really do appreciate you guys so much and I appreciate all the love and support I would love if you left a review on Apple Podcasts because everyone seems to be leaving me reviews on Spotify, but like if you listen on Apple Podcasts, can you be my girl? Can you be my man? And can you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? That would really, really help. (laughs) Anyway, love you guys so much and I'll be back in your ears. Well, I'm in your ears every Thursday, but I'll probably just randomly upload this at a random time. So catch you whenever I'm back in your ears. Love ya.